0: You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network. Yo, what up everybody? Welcome Yet again, to another episode of your favorite sports betting show. That is right. It is time for the Degenerate Dungeon, brought to you by the Glass Cannon Network, where a couple bets are going to happen. I am your host, Brian Hollywood Hagen, pumped for yet another week here. And we got a good one tonight. We're going to do some baseball picks. We're going to start with a couple locks. I see you, Diddy must says, where are my baseball picks? Trying to make five bones this week. We're going to try and help you out with that. Uh, and of course, as always, my better half is here—the lovely, the beautiful, the talented, the woodman, David Woody. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. How are, How you? are you? I'm doing Hi. well. I'm doing well. You know, I was thinking about it while
1: I was um, listening to your dulcet tones here on the introduction. Mm-hmm. Is this the is this the most fun that baseball has been in my lifetime?
0: Wow. How about that for a little questioni out of the gate? Yeah, maybe it's been a good all maybe. the
1: contact, the contact, the hitting for contact again, the running, the bases, like all the steals and the, the like uh, all of the um, incredible, very, very young players who are just like this. This is unbelievable crop of young guys who are not only great, but super fun to yeah, watch. Right. And then, you know. Obviously, show him a Like doing this thing that I was trying to think about him the other day. I was thinking about him yesterday. I was like, "How many millions of human beings have attempted to do what he is doing?" And he's yeah. the only. And he's the only one.
0: I mean, I mean you think well, almost you could argue every, one other person has done it, which is Babe Ruth. Well, the funny thing is, well, yeah, but it almost but he, every good college, college do it. pitcher, like, yeah. uh, was was also a tremendous hitter, Dude, and then they just lost it. This the the best pitcher
1: on every high school team in the United States
0: is also the best. Hitter. also
1: the best hitter. Right. Millions, tens of millions of people have <laughs> attempted to it. do, attempted to do globally, have attempted to do what Shohei Otani is doing now. And they've been trying to do it over the last century. And he's Incredible. The who can do it. I mean, and this is the, this is just the most, I honestly, it's the most fun baseball has probably ever been. Maybe it's in its history maybe
0: yeah no and you're right all the young talent that's bleeding life back into the sport the new some, rules have some been some of the
1: teams that have been in the doldrums for for seemingly decades are yep. actually like competitive now some of the teams that were all sick of being good are not good all of a sudden that's kind <laughs> yep, of fun yep. right? like this is just the golden golden age of baseball I, i'm loving this year so much and 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 to everybody like I would just say, like, if you haven't watched and you're used to it being the way it was the last couple of years with all the shifting, the overshifting and how slow it had gotten. I'm telling you, man, these new rules, Brian and I were both a little bit skeptical. Little we, we were wrong. They are amazing. There's the best rule changes I've ever seen. It's it's an amazing <laughs> game. It's It's better than it's ever been. I love baseball.
0: Yeah. And, 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 as us, as, as Phillies fans, uh, growing up watching a national league, you know, Roland puts a best, he says, small ball is back, baby. And yeah, that's a big part of it. You know, like I thought when they made the DH universal, I was like, shit. Yeah. This is going the wrong way. Uh-uh, I was very no.
1: skeptical of that too.
0: Yeah. We... The last few years MLB has been doing it right. It's been really fun to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, also we hope this uh, stream is fun to watch because you're seeing us right now live on Twitch every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time in the lounge, GCN Employee Lounge. It's where you find us. And of course, if you're just hearing us via podcast, we appreciate that too. Anywhere you rock your pods, we are available. Just make sure you go ahead and give us a little rating. Let someone know about the show. Ain't that right? Five. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. Appreciate you at GCN sports is where you'll find the show's page on Twitter. And of course, at at glass cannon pod, uh, speaking of the glass cannon, very busy, fun, interesting weekend coming up at San Diego comic con. I mean, come on. Does it get much better than that? I beg to differ that it does not. And you know what? We might as well have someone, uh, at, at the forefront to maybe shine a little light on how exciting this weekend will be. For The niche and the glass cannon, and why not? Here's a founding father. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It's one Mr. Joseph O'Brien. Yo, dudes, what's up, brother? Man, there he what's going is. On? it's good to
2: see you fellas. Man, you look good, Woody. Thank
0: God damn, country.
2: the beard, the purple light. I feel like I'm <laughs> in a nightclub. I'm in the back room, I'm in the champagne room with the
0: wood man.
1: You, you wish you were so lucky.
0: <laughs> I do i do that's a v-neck t-shirt it's not it actually stays open all the way down the middle
2: he loves showing that chest hair it is great to see you guys it's it you, is uh woodman you you couldn't be more right uh, about baseball and i'm just saying i was completely on board with every rule change so hard because it's i huh? gave up on baseball
1: yeah, like Troy
2: to, and I had had this conversation so and he was like, you're an idiot. And I was like, baseball sucks. It's not watchable. And he was like, your team just sucks. You don't really understand that like baseball is awesome. And this is like three or four years ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I, I I hate it. I hate like watching these games. It's just not fun. Yeah. And there were just so few I, I didn't balls know play. the solutions. Yeah. I, I didn't have them at hand you know but when I saw those rule changes at the dh2 I was just like I mean sure like I like a pitcher hitting and everything but I was just <laughs> like what's it's just it's like this little um chess piece uh in a in a really interesting game of chess but but that piece is only interesting because it sucks <laughs> right so it's just like why <sighs> I was trying to wrap my head around like why is that interesting? So yeah, having like hitter after hitter uh come up and then the ba- I mean the stolen bases and the the pitch clock. I mean, everything is phenomenal because they needed to cater it for the audience. I'm, I, I don't need to cater it for these goddamn ball players. Fuck yeah. those guys, right? I need to
0: cater it for the audience. Totally. So I'm I'm happy. Beautiful yeah. thing. We're happy you're here, my man. And we're also happy, shout out to the woodman right here for his Wimbledon call. Carlos Alcaraz going ahead and taking that down. Plus 360 pre-tournament bet called by David on the show.
2: Was it really? It was plus 360. Pre- oh, because so I looked at it pre and it and um and Djokovic was like, uh no, not sorry. What's his name? Uh, Alcaraz, yeah, it was like minus 260. And was he the next one? Because yeah. I didn't even recognize his name. I don't know this guy. He was.
0: It was Joker at minus, like, 160, and then yeah. Alcaraz at plus 360, and then whatever. That's and
1: right. if anybody got a chance to watch it, and feel free to sound off in the chat, I'd be interested in hearing. Um, it, Did you think I was right about him? What I was saying about the kid was that he was the best returner of serves that I've seen since Agassi, I think.
0: You're dead on with that, Bubba. Wow. And,
1: and he had so many, Um, I don't know what to call it, it's like an ace return. A, rever- a like, where the guy ace? gets ace? Yeah. yeah, like, right? He it's called so a return winner.
2: So it's yeah, called, like, winner, when, when you return it and they can't even touch it, it's that's a return right. winner.
1: Yeah. He had a ton of those, even against Djokovic, who's arguably the GOAT in all of tennis ever. Totally, yeah. Um. And uh. And then he was also just, he has, I think he has the nastiest drop shot
0: I've ever seen in my life. Dude, so, that's no. insane. I've never seen someone so, come I didn't know. beforehand and just be like, let me hit the brakes and perfectly.
1: And there's nothing you can do. Nothing.
2: nothing. I didn't know anything about this dude but we were I was with Hagen we were watching Wimbledon together among a bunch a, 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 with a bunch of family that didn't care about Wimbledon it was like on in the background <laughs> and I was just watching my betting app and he went down 6-1 and he was like plus 330 to win between sets and I was going to bet it even though I don't know him as well as you do Woody and I just I just felt like you know, tennis is a game for the young. It really is. Like, you just – five sets is brutal. And yeah. you can totally come back from losing a set 6-1 because you know what? You haven't expended that much energy. You haven't, not, physical energy nor emotional energy. No. Yes. Yeah.
1: Have you expended? Thunder dude's 37. You're 19. You got yeah. energy. Like, you're it's, all right on the energy. It's
0: one game over the possible shortest set could be. It's only seven games in that set. Like, he's got energy to go still. And it's right. funny you mentioned that, Joe, because I remember standing right next to you and you said that. And I, and you were like i'm thinking dude i'm thinking about look at this look oh wait you were like shit it just went down to like plus two i mean it and, dropped and, it dropped like so quickly before the set even
2: like just as the set was starting and i was and, like and, and i and i and I, put, and I i hit the trigger on it too i was uh, like you know what and i so, didn't and then good i mean like, i oh, doubled up
0: thanks to you buddy yeah damn it
2: no, so yeah I didn't I didn't get the hit but uh, uh and I was on the road for most of uh the mm-hmm. actual uh championship so but I heard it was an epically long one of the longest of all time. it was, it almost, was, it, it
0: was a, uh, a four hour plus match and yeah. it's funny you mentioned about that set because either the second or the third set went to tiebreaker that set alone was 85 minutes long so it was yeah. pretty incredible but uh, uh I mean for those who honestly for those who don't watch tennis, um, just go out and like play tennis a little bit. You play tennis for like a half hour. You're gonna start watching it more. You just have so much more respect for the game. It's incredibly difficult. I mean, to 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 actually serve in what looks to be while you're walking. You know, hey, you want you want to volley a little bit? You're walking. You see these big squares behind the net. You're like, this is huge. I can hit that. And you go, you go to serve, and all of a sudden, it's like you know the world spins and those squares now just. Sucked to this little tiny two-inch zone. You're like, how do I fit it in there? It's dude, it's a it's an incredible sport. It's just like golf, which we will be talking about on this show. It's yeah, it is. It's
2: so similar to golf in the distance between like what you can do versus watching professionals. It's yeah. it's yeah. like you watch them and it feels impossible what they do. Like when when these uh athletes doesn't matter if it's the men or the women, I, I mean, I will watch a women's match with equal interest to the men's match. When they swing as hard as they can and crush that ball and it, it bounces like only six feet past the net. Like how, (laughs) how like if I hit the best shot I've ever hit, it goes all the way to the back line. Like I I can't possibly
0: hit it that hard and drop it that short. No,
2: it's like, it's like it breaks the laws of physics.
0: I don't understand. It's like if minute bowl was the most athletic person (laughs) in the world. That's what you would need (laughs) to be to get it over the net. Like on that angle. Like, right.
1: Right. Exactly. If I if I swing a tennis racket as hard as I can, like they do, I, I'm headed out of the freaking stadium. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, incredible. Incredible. But um, with like I mentioned, we are going to talk a little golf. We got the Open Championships here in uh, in England here. a Very interesting tournament. Probably the most interesting of the year on the calendar for golf. Uh, we'll be hitting up that. But first, we'll get to some locks. But no, 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 no. First, Hollywood, we do something else. We do something we like to call here on the show. What are we drinking? Woodman, why don't you start us off? See what's going down the gullet this evening,
1: my well, friend. Well, it's funny. It's funny that uh, young Master Joseph uh, has joined us here because this is a uh, strong recommendation from him, one of his what? favorite. Breweries that is local to him, I believe. Mm. Um, but it's a varietal, if you will, to use a wine term, it's a varietal that I have not had. So I guess I could just say it's a different beer by oh, the same brewery. But anyway, you. varietal uh, usually
2: <laughs> points specifically to a grape. You're you're discussing a grape. We're, we're just...
1: <laughs> and I don't think this beer is made out of grapes, but it, it is it but is it's the, delectable. It's the as the beautiful wines from the south of france so this is the overhead (laughs) oh the
0: overhead oh
1: dude
2: so the overhead yeah Yeah, the overhead from Kane is oh it's a fantastic beer but it is uh it's their strongest Mm. it's i mean like i don't know their whole selection but like right right, but the local store that you see day in and day out at 8.2%, I believe. Is that right, Woodman? I think so. At 8.2%, it is their their strongest brewski twos. And uh, oh, welcome, Woodman.
0: Whenever I see that Kane logo, I immediately think of one Mr. Joe O'Brien. I know this very, very well because of you, sir.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I had it's up, the it's up I, in
1: Jersey by you someplace. So it is.
2: It's it's by the shore. It's by like the northern beaches of uh, uh, Ocean, New Jersey, I think, or Ocean oh. County, not Ocean County. That's South Jersey, but Ocean, New
0: Jersey. And uh, it's just such a great – every beer I taste from there is so good. Oh, my God.
1: It's really good.
0: (laughs) I love when the chat uh, chimes in with what they're drinking as we are as well because, after all, this is what are we drinking. And, folks, you are part of us. Let's see. Didymus says, I've got a Raleigh, North Carolina beer from High Point Brewing called High Pitch IPA 6.7. Now, see, that's a reasonable
2: reasonable ABV. That's
0: reasonable. Yeah, not bad. So, Woodman, what are you digging on that? Is that the first time you ever tasted it? It is. It is,
1: and um, uh, just uh, just to note, it was I looked it up. It's four point oh four on Untapped. That's pretty good. Wow. Well, you know what?
2: Yeah, I think if you go to Kane on Untapped as a brewery, it it like averages four point oh five, which is just shocking for a whole brewery to average that. Wow. Yeah, you're just so good. So 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 this is
1: a delicious beer. What the way I would describe it to people is, it's basically an imperial IPA, Mm -hmm. and it has what you would expect from an imperial which is to say it's it's a little sweet it's almost mm. a little sweet because it's so overloaded with alcohol and alcohol you know it's the sugar so it's it's it has a sweetness to it it's not actually as bitter as that like um what was the one we had at your house the party wave yeah yeah that was more of a standard bitter ipa this thing is like strong sweet the way that like those really really strong belgian triples are almost you know they have they almost have a sweetness to them this is a little bit like that
0: giddy up Mm. all right i'm liking that uh explanation too that'll that's a seller right there woodman you got yourself the future woodman or i'm sorry obey you
1: you don't want to have three of these like you will be in the tank
0: (laughs) <laughs> but it sounds like you could have three of them, by the way, you're talking about it. Yeah, get it Yo, up. You got anything tonight? Uh, what do you say?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. In fact, I want to thank a, a member of the Nash. Uh, this is a Nash gift that I, I received, that we received. Uh, and I, I'd venture to say you guys have probably never tasted a mm. beer from this brewery. Hmm. Uh, it is out of Dayton, Ohio. It is called Warped Wing Brewery. Oh. Uh, You can see it's all like the condensation on the can because I've been waiting for you to get to this goddamn segment You keep (laughs) fucking chatting up top trying to get to my brewski. Um, So this is their 10 ton brown ale. Uh, It's a 6%. I've had it before and uh, it is absolutely delicious, but it's a very drinkable uh, 6% brown ale. Uh, I love a good brown ale, like an English or Scottish style ale that's That not like nine percent yeah and it's just drinkable yeah so this i br- imagine so, you know, myself
1: sitting at a pub look at the color on that Fish and I mean chips
2: yeah. yeah you've got that like cream sort of colored uh suds with the dark 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 beer um really good stuff there so i
0: tan looking john right there Get yeah
2: yeah So Warped Wing is a brewery in general is going to be in the 3.7 ish range on untapped. Uh, Their top one that I see on here is a 4.16, which is their Whiskey Rebellion, which Mm. you had with me, Hagan, when you came here for Memorial Day. It is their like high ABV stout. I have it. I wanted to have it tonight, but it is an 11.2%. I remember that. We shared it. So that I was, was like, that, that wasn't one I can't so start like, that at 10 PM. This
0: one's for you, but It was like, do you want to share this with me?
2: Yeah, it's, it's like a little, just a little bit of juice. Is good. A little bit. That had, that had certainly had a lot of bit of, juice. Little yeah. bit of juice. Yeah. So this one actually comes in right at the brewery average of a 3.77. And uh, yeah, it's just a delicious drinkable brown ale. So thank Beautiful you thing. to whoever sent this. I can't remember at the moment.
0: Very awesome. Very awesome. Nice. Best in the world. Roland's out there having a couple. Dayton, de- Ohio. Warped Wing Brewery Ohio. out of Dayton, Ohio. Rolling, rocking with the Sigil Gin and Tonics tonight. Cocktails. Vacation starts tomorrow. Happy vacation, Road Dog. You do your thing, Bubba, and uh, enjoy that gin and tonic. I'll tell you what. I used to love myself some G and Ts back. In I still the day. do. Still do. Uh, the, in the right moment, they're a perfect drink. I love G&T. absolutely. And Llama's in there doing a little tea infused ale with lemon called Teamy from Sun King. I believe I've heard Sun King, but I have not yet uh, heard of that particular. Ale, but super good. He says, "Giddy up!" Thank you so much, everybody, for enjoying a brewski tusk or a cocktail, if you will, with me. Normally, I'm hitting the brewski Tuskies. I think I'm doing a first here, Uh and I'm glad that Roland mentioned the G because this uh, this does feature you one. Doing of these. Do a cocktail, drawings. bro? This does feature <gasps> one of these little lime ski. We were having a little, little bit shots of fun of tequila all we're night, doing it's shots good. of tequila, baby. You know, so yeah, it's, you can call it a cocktail. I just call it getting loaded, but. Uh, no shout out to our man pots and pans russell uh friend of the show and member of the fam he uh was here earlier and he wants, wants to put that out there oh, oh good, good for you so this goes out to russell on his 42nd birthday
2: oh, good for you
0: happy birthday good buddy happy birthday and, and russ after a couple of these bad boys i'll be like <laughs> But what I'm going with is made by the uh, by Mrs. Hollywood here, and we're gonna go ahead and hit with a nice old school margarita. Oh, yeah, nice. you know, roll the roll the Jimmy Buffet song. Is that Let's is go. that salt on the rim? Salt on the rim. Yeah, yeah I always like myself a good rim. Oh jo- uh, wait, I mean some salt on. The oh rim. my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh oh, she must have knew I needed a little giddy up for this show, but. Great margarita. Um, anybody, any margarita fans out there? It's not really my style, like all the time. But when I see someone, like, anyone, anyone goes. Anybody want some margs? I'm like, Fuck yeah! What, what do I look like, Eric? The go Glass Cannon
2: Network are big fans of, uh, like, the cast are big fans of margaritas. So, like, when no, we're in town, especially when we're out west, if we're in LA. Uh, it's like, we go to a Mexican joint and it's just margaritas all around. Everybody gets them all different flavors, different levels of salt or not, no salt or spicy or whatever. Right. Uh, Yeah, margaritas are a regular for show day. Uh,
0: no way to start the day. Yeah, did not know that.
1: I make mine like from scratch, like with like I do like the whole like thing. And so I will do one uh, maybe next week or the following. I'll remind me guys while it's still hot out. I'll do and I'll I'll put That'd a little video on a instant margarita is usually
2: following. yeah margarita is usually my cocktail that my wife and I will make in like March. When we just want it to be warmer and it's just not yet. And we're, yeah. we're like yeah, hoping yeah. against hope. Yep. We're just like, let's just, let's just make some margaritas to come get on. out of this winter.
0: <laughs> like, just force it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, we've been doing this and I know what you guys are saying. You say, come on, we're, we're looking, looking to get I some W and it's time. We're going to move on yes. to the bagels and locks the business. of the evening. Our plays of the week here. <laughs> As always, batting first, leading off, playing center field, the handsome, the woodman, David Woody. What you got, brother? Thank you, Hollywood.
1: Over his last nine starts, hmm. okay? <laughs> Blake Snell has, this is okay. sounds like video, video game numbers, video game numbers, All right. an 051 ERA with 85 strikeouts. In fifty-three innings, in nine starts, okay, his ERA for the year—he's pitched every 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 turn. He's pitched every fifth day all year. Okay, his ERA for the year since May thirty-first has dropped from five hundred four to two seventy-one. He is rapidly putting himself in the Cy Young conversation. About that, okay, this guy is on fucking fire. Seven of his last nine starts shutouts, not complete game. (sighs) But no runs. Okay, this guy is out of his fucking mind right now. Okay, so we're gonna go. It's really simple. We're gonna take the Padres money line. I'm. I don't need to get cute here. They might only win by one. He might. He could have He could pitch incredibly well, and maybe they don't score a lot. You know, Chris Bassett's okay. He's actually not. Yeah, not, he's not, like not a too shabby. Average pitcher. He's not a bad pitcher. So I'm not saying that the Padres like run away with this or that they win. You know, ten to, to one. I'm saying just give me them to win the game because he's ridiculous. That's it. If you want to, if some people want to play, play around with it, have fun, do an SGP based on him being awesome. Uh, So you do like, say the under and the Padres money line and him, whatever X number of strikeouts or something, go to town, whatever you want to do. But the pick is the lock is they're going to win the game. Minus 120. This is a lock full unit, easily, possibly double unit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Certain. They're
0: gonna win. Minus one eighteen on Fanduel. If you want a little, little tinier, you know, a uh, uh, beat down on that. But yeah, you can go ahead, I, uh, dude. Not gonna lie, Woody was on my list okay. for a possible, possible ski. I went another route though, but I dig that. Uh, I want to shout out real quick. Leaping Duck says, "Hey, just realized I got a free, free sub with Prime. That's right." And welcome to the dungeon, on Leaping Duck. And what of up, course, Leaping any, Duck? Anybody out there that supports, we appreciate you so very much. Um, the Glass Cannon and uh, degenerate Dungeon here now Joey do you have anything I know you're you're saying you're kind of along for the ride tonight you're just chilling uh do yeah, you, do but you I want me to help it
2: so I made some picks here's Damn the thing Stippy. I don't this is just fucking hilarious because what I have been um doing lately uh just here and there with MLB and I don't know a lot about baseball so be forewarned you know uh take my advice with the greatest all I uh I've actually made a little bit of dough in the last three to four weeks or so uh, targeting home dogs uh, that I think are playing subpar teams. Okay. And uh, uh, last night I hit, uh, sorry, I'm not, I don't have it right on hand last night. I hit the Royals at plus one. How about that? Against the Tigers. Yeah. So I, I, you know, the Tigers, you know what I mean? Nothing special. That's not so so and so and I was it, like, give me, give me the, the Royals at plus 140. Well, I went through the whole uh, list, and uh, there was one thing that jumped
0: out to me. Where should I stop on this rolling page?
2: The Toronto Blue Jays. No <laughs>
1: way!
2: <laughs>
0: Get off the show! Look, the Woodman and I were on a roll.
2: Look, this show benefits from head-to-head Johnskis, alright? Oh, and absolutely. what I'm saying is I don't have any, I don't have any doubts about anything uh, the Woodman said about Blake Snell, and I know baseball is largely driven by uh, aces. But when your team sucks and your clubhouse is garbage, struggling. and it's just yeah, they're struggling right now, and the Blue Jays are no fucking pushover. Like at plus one hundred, even money at home, I was like, I'll take it. So uh, I'm oh, taking the Blue it. Jays at plus 100, and uh, Woody and I will have to duke it out. We'll see who wins this one.
0: Man, we, we got to come up. Woody, didn't we have... Didn't we start at the end of the Jump to Sharp days coming up with an idea about like a, a punishment for the person who lost the head-to-head? We got to find yes, something for the show do. whenever that happens. But uh, how about that? Joey comes in and just messes with our minds here. <laughs> but that's a beautiful thing. Hey, he gave yeah, me but, a reason. Yeah, but again, a reason like, to think. Uh, a reason to think. Baseball... That's why I love baseball.
2: Like it's you have to put offense out there. You have to. And the Padres on paper and on their fucking payroll should have a top four in the league offense. And they're pathetic, pathetic. And I just feel like players want out. And I feel like there's like bad vibes. And I just don't think that the the bats are going to be there. So uh, I I could be 100% wrong. But uh, you know, at at plus one hundred, uh, I'll take the Blue Jays. Beautiful thing.
1: It, it, it all retort, sen- David. It all makes sense except that you're just not counting on how red hot Snell has been. That's the yeah. problem. He's that's not true. They won't, be, true. Able to yeah, they won't no, be able to I mean, score. They won't
0: be like on friggin' fire. I, I would right agree now.
1: with you on everything else. Also, they're they're a little bit better. They're one of these teams that's been quite unlucky. Um, so the Padres have actually outscored their opponents by forty six runs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a sub 500 record that's really weird they're kind of the opposite of uh the team that Hagen and I were ragging on last week which is the Marlins uh yeah. Yeah. Who, have, yeah. who have are way over 500 but they've been outscored this year
0: right and so, but now they're they're settling down, like they they're are. starting and, to come and down. I, to I'm their average, really yeah. i
1: really good about that. Uh, plus, plus I made. 190,
0: the Woodman had I of that for them, not to make the playoffs. Right I now, what it is. I want what it picture. is. Not.
1: Yeah, you should look it up while while I'm. Finishing
0: no, they're draft. not available. That's why you had to get that shit before baseball available. started. It was only a you know midseasonish. Bat. Got it. You know. Well, that anyway,
1: um, that's enough on that. But I just wanted to. My quick retort is, I jo- I totally hear everything you're saying, except I just don't feel you're taking into account how sure Nell is going to be. That's my only two. Yeah, sons.
2: and I don't know uh nearly as much about baseball as Woody. So keep that in mind when you when you decide to uh make your pick. But baseball is a funny game. It you is, know, man. it just can go it just, just sometimes it just doesn't make any sense and it's, I'm 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 hoping I benefit from that financially.
1: Or I could be wrong in this way. He pitches great, pitches 7 innings, gives up one run. Right. And at the end of the sem- end of 7 innings, it's 1 to 1.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and, and then ball the bullpen gives up fucking four runs.
1: Hundred
2: yeah. percent, like that. Course, that happens with a great a pitcher. Of,
1: of course, it does.
0: All it's tough. Days. Baseball is a tough sport. The Woodman and I have been good uh starting like July ish, going into yep. August with baseball, and so far this season, same deal. um And yep. let's hope that well, that's a, that, that's a fun little you know versus between the woodman and obey we'll yeah now i'll just tallies. be like watching
2: a little more closely and we'll see absolutely what
0: absolutely oh, one game we'll all be watching because we're fans of the team but i'm gonna go ahead and you know sometimes you just know that the team that you watch the team that you love the ones that you sweat over and uh, you just know like it's like your family you just know all the little idiosyncrasies that sure the this is going the right way but you know maybe that's not going to really pan out for the long run uh i'm staying right here right in my backyard south philly well woodman's backyard technically but uh we're gonna go at this game by the way well woodman will be there in person and he's gonna see uh what now apparently is a hell of a pitching matchup now i'll tell you what it's corbin burns for the brewers versus taiwan bernstein corbin bernstein (laughs) is (laughs) pitching for the back (laughs) from the dead no i don't think he's dead but uh, i think oh he's very dead is he Versus oh, yeah. Taiwan Walker, who's been uh, on fire for the fighting Phillies. Now, before the season, this would have looked like a friggin' awesome pitching matchup to watch with Oh no, two- he's not dead. He's two- <laughs> not dead. Sorry. I was thinking of a different what's so, Yeah, it's of? Roger Dorn you're talking about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Sorry. thinking
1: of the guy yeah. from LA Law. I was gonna say well, that is him. That's he's same still guy, alive, thing. isn't he?
0: you I think you're thinking about the guy who said nobody puts baby in the corner. No, I don't I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> Sweetie. No, he didn't say that. He was the one dancing on, baby. But nevertheless, these two pitchers looked great to have, poised to have two incredible seasons. And then, you know, before the season, you would have been like, oh, this is like a day one matchup. A couple months ago, this would have looked like a matchup between two of the most disappointing, underperforming pitchers through the friggin' first couple months of the 2023 MLB campaign. But now today, look where we are. We're right back to this looking like an awesome pitching matchup yet again with with two pitchers who are shaping up to have two pretty damn good seasons so these cats are both on fire they're hitting on all cylinders let me just tell you a little bit about where i'm veering here corbin burns is or Corbin bernstein if you will has tallied (laughs) tallied some wins i realized who i was thinking of by the way yeah please who's definitely dead james coburn (laughs) That, that, oh, gee, that's yeah. who I
2: pictured in my head when I said Corbin Burnson. So
0: apologies. He's definitely dead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Alan Jackson. No. Um, Burns, is is he's won his last three outings. Uh, but here's the thing. His last outing, and I want to throw this to the woodman because I like to throw these little stats at you sometimes and just see what you think it would be. His last outing featured only six innings, right? But six innings of no run baseball. How many strikeouts did Corbin Burns have in six innings pitching? Do you think?
1: Well, he's a strikeout guy. He so is. I guess not as much could, this year, but yes, he is. He could have eight. had Yeah, eight or
0: nine. How about thirteen? Jesus Ooh. Christ! And a bag of chips in six innings. Thirteen of eighteen batters he faced. So Cade. basically
1: most. So of the why didn't he pitch he seven?
0: Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, when, you, when you're when striking so many people out, you're going deep in counts, you know, maybe a lot of two, two, three, two counts, a couple foul balls here. He might have been at 100, 110 pitches. I don't know. Yeah. But that, you know, I don't know. First, first start, that was his first start back after the All Star break. So he's ready and focused if that last performance tells us anything. And through the month of June, Burns was frigging one and one with a 4.99 ERA. His three starts in July, this cat is 3-0 and with a 1.89 earn run average. Okay. Now,
1: and a that's ton ma- of days.
0: Yes, and a ton of K's. Now, Walker for the Phillies, won eight straight starts. <laughs> that's incredible. So he's obviously doing something right. He got off to a brutal start for someone just fresh off a free agent deal where he's making almost 20 mil a season. His June, however, was terrific. Turned it around, went 5-1, and one, 1.50 ERA. And look, he's, like I said, eight straight. He's 2-0 in July, but he's starting to come down to earth a bit. He's four four 4.50 ERA in July. These are his two starts that he won, which is cool. Seven innings pitched, four earned runs. Five innings pitched, two earned runs. Doesn't go very deep in the games. He had eight walks total in those two starts, too. So he throws a lot of pitches as well. He obviously fixed something with his mechanics uh, because they were way off like in the beginning of the year. But we're talking about like the highest level of this sport. And the difference between the best of the best, like of all time, and just being very good is that the best of the best never let anyone catch up to him ever. This guy, starting to let him catch up. Players and coaches are starting to sniff this cat out. Whatever changes he made, uh you know the, the the scents coming back you know they're not throwing them off so i am going burnsey over walker give me the uh, brewers plus 106 now here's the deal with this
1: yeah
0: lines will tell you i something. also hit them today way, oh nice there
2: you go and <laughs> i i was sort of like constantly betting um when the Phillies were garbage, I was betting uh, money lines against them just because they were overrated. Uh, and then I lost a lot of money on that because they have gone on a hot streak since June 1st. And, um, uh, but you know, this is less of, and I've done it a lot less recently, but I just felt with, with the pitching matchups, especially today. And yeah. then uh with tomorrow, you know, I was, just, so I did not bet against Nola. I didn't bet on, I didn't bet the money line for the Brewers against Nola. And then, uh, today, I bet it, and it hit. So, nice. yeah, I feel like it's like, eh, you might be right.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, uh, and Didymus brings up here serious question. Use FanDuel or DK or both? Yeah, we we, you, we use both. We can, at least in PA. I know Joe also has FanDuel and uh, DraftKings in Jersey available. Always do your homework. Get your best line. And here's what I meant to say about it, because this is plus 106 here. It was when I made this bet yesterday, plus 110 on DK Mm. yesterday with the Brewers, I guess, winning today. And just maybe some of the shit that I just spoke about coming to a little bit more of a forefront in people's heads. It's now minus. What is it? Let's see. They are minus 105 now. So you can get a plus 106 on the Brewers. That's a big, big switch up you know you're getting more than what you're putting in on on Fandules. so do the math give me the plus 106 uh officially for you Dungeoners. nice lock love it right so yeah here's when it gets fun are we ready to hit the links anyone want to go <laughs> play 18 <18? laughs> formerly you know you know you what know, you know
2: i don't think i'm gonna swing a freaking golf club this year it's no, crazy
0: joe even with my back surgery i said i'm out for 2023 i already played nine a couple weeks ago i can't help it
2: i'm just so it sounds so obnoxious to be like i'm so busy it's but so yeah busy. i just like are. i haven't had not you, i've not had a, a chance
1: um i formerly the british open now has a different name i don't remember what it is. Well, it is just
0: the open like you know it's okay. just the open um, uh, oh, Open is that champ- what this is? The Open Championship. That's what it is. Just oh, this
1: is a great. one. Oh, I
2: love
0: this because that's what oh. I'm saying. It's the most unique tournament of the year. This is it's
2: amazing so- because uh, I'm about to fly to San Diego tomorrow for Comic Con, and this okay. is why this is going to be
0: phenomenal. I didn't realize yeah. that's what this was. The final round will be at 10 a- or final hole will be at 10 a.m. Where you're at. You when know?
2: I wake up from horrible jet lag on Friday morning at like 4:30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens every time. Bam. Like TV goes on and it is mid uh, open golf. That Absolutely. Is awesome. That's yeah. I think it aw- didn't realize at, like,
1: that. It's actually like one or two the in the morning, right? Our yeah. Time. That's it, what it, I love you, about you, the
2: open is like you, you can turn it on at eight in the morning, uh, Eastern time. And there's just like great shit going on, going down.
0: Yeah, that's why you always got to watch the dungeon if you can, because you never know how. Uh, first of all, my, my game is, what, like 1230 tomorrow? So a lot of time-sensitive shit. But as far as talking golf, this is the most time-sensitive tournament you'll hear us talk about. This literally will be teeing off a couple hours after we hit stop. Uh, on on the recording here so hollywood uh, do
1: you want to give a very brief idea of to the folks of what this course is like in liverpool totally. do you want it's it's uh it's somewhat unique there's it's not quite like you know your normal kind of yeah. average course
0: would absolutely love to so this is taking place in royal liverpool, uh, liverpool country club in england um site for the 151st Open Championship and this course is really interesting. First of all, as most uh British Opens or just Open Championships have come to be is what's called links golf. Uh and and Joe, we we I, I've had you on uh, jump to sharp last year before the Open and you very well spoke about what exactly links golf is. Do you want to go ahead and just kind of overview that real quick. yeah again. sure
2: sure I'll, I'll do the brief uh rundown yeah it's basically uh <laughs> so lynx golf is a very different kind of golf that is very, very challenging uh because all right so the name lynx comes from the uh it's the term uh, that you're playing on the land that links the sea to the to the mainland or the inland so it's you're playing uh, like uh, against the cliffs that are just off of the ocean. And as a result, it has high winds, salty air, low forest growth. Uh so there's not a lot of trees, it's flat, it has a lot of like high weedy sort of rough reeds and yeah. Reeds, yeah, like high reeds sort of rough. And mainly it has a lot of uh overcast, wet, windy conditions are totally regular for this kind of uh uh, links golf game and yeah so that that term comes from the the land that links you know the mainland to the sea and uh and it, it's it's it looks miserable like when you watch it, it on does. tv <laughs> if it's the weather it's supposed to be the golfers are like oh, oh, <sighs> you know? they're just like walking through like like uh not not downpour but that like spitty rain that's but like those, always uh, on your face it's windbreakers just, yeah you know? it's just kind of right. always around yeah. and like it's uh, it's challenging and it takes a specific kind of golfer uh, to do well in in those kind of scenarios. And so, yeah, yeah, we can we can talk more about that. No,
0: but sure. yeah, it's it's it is it's one of those where you're like, man, look look at my phone. July, right? It's friggin' mid July. What's going on over there? Like every time, it just looks so nasty. Uh, but as what just like I was saying about that tennis analogy, when you play tennis, you know you watch tennis and learn to uh, enjoy it on a different level. Playing golf, you know, stateside here, we, we don't have links courses. I mean, I, I'm sure there might be a couple that uh, uh, try and build one, and, and maybe uh, Pebble Beach on Pebble some, Beach.
1: I was gonna say on some like,
0: extent, but even that has some trees. Like it's not like yeah, this is literally.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't no trees. Count,
0: basically, but, yeah. in my
2: mind, because the the weather there is so dry and yep. beautiful, like ninety percent of the year. Exactly. Right? You know, so it's just it, you can't find it anywhere else. I mean, it is such tropish like uh stereotypical like british weather right, right like when exactly. you think of like oh cold overcast rainy kind of and that's what you get right on the edge of the coast except now
0: it's even windier and you're playing yeah. golf so and, it's, and it's so, funny because it's like you think wait these are freaking fairways like why do they look brown like it's just what it is but the the yeah. way they're, they're kept is an, an incredible level so it is the best of the best and and the cream rises to the top you have to if you want to uh, be competitive in a tournament like this. But as far as this particular Royal Liverpool uh, course is concerned, I mean, Joe put it perfectly, by the way, when he's talking about the Lynx golf, he said one word that is probably more apropos for a golf course that I've ever seen before on a golf course. He said flat. When it comes to links golf, a lot of these courses are flat. This fucking course is flat as hell. It is two-thirds of the entire course is just straight up, you know, even even level there and wow. the reason why is because it was built back in the day i mean this course is almost 100 years old or whatever but it was built on top of an old horse racing compound so you know that had to be flat you're not running these horses up and down and blah 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 but there are pot bunkers all over the place and if you don't know what a pot bunker is and it it's, it's literally like you're a, a level underneath the the, the, the there's a, it's like a circle and there's no leading up To the rough or the fringe or the green of sand, you're looking at a wall of, you're just inside a hole, basically. So, say you dug yourself a hole a couple of (laughs) freaking feet down, your ball is at the corner of that hole. You got to find a way to open that club face so far up to get it over this bad boy. But the thing about this course that makes it so interesting is a lot of these fairways are are, are featured with a lot of these pop bunkers on the side. So, if you hit one of those, it's going to be incredibly tough to you'll be like it'll be a miracle to find par sometimes if you can if if you hit a, a fairway bunker here so um i got a few things to say about this too uh, as we go but the one thing about the bunkers is the this particular course the raked with this like open tooth rake that the when you do it it's not fine you're not do, you're not raking the sand fine It's it's it goes like this like about like an inch each I'm sorry for those listening to podcasts. I'm just doing the up and down with my hand. There's like an inch valley in between up and down with these rakes. So these balls, if they're not h- hitting this bunker with a lot of steam, it will come to rest. And it's like not only are you in a fucking bunker, but now like half you're your a, ball in a
2: bunker within a bunker.
0: It's like a bunker divot in a bunker. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird. So there, it, it's it's good. I'm. Let's just put it this way. What did I do first? I looked at fucking sand save stats. when when i'm looking at my picks this week so um it's it's very very fun uh course to to watch unfortunately it might be one of those where you have someone in in contention that you have money on and literally they could just put up a four over on one of these holes so uh but it'll be very interesting but without further ado it is time and now we're going to feature some golf talk of course but it is time for the Prop of the Evening. And Joey's here, but still, let's hear it.
1: How's
2: oh, your job, oh,
0: Brian? It's doing good, Justin. <laughs> I love that drop, right? Well done. Good. Open championship version of the property. Evening to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The Woodman. Let's go ahead and see what kind of prop you like for uh Royal Liverpool. I can't say it all. I can't say Liverpool. There we go. Good. Royal,
1: Good. Royal Liverpool. You're yeah. right. That's very, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but so um, basically there are two golfers in the world right now who are hitting the ball um, better than any others. They are striking the ball uh, and uh, you know, the eggheads have these stats like strokes gained <laughs> off the tee strokes gained on the approach, etc. And it's basically how much better you know, am I hitting the ball farther and straighter and more accurately and just better than, you know, than the other guy, right? And that's what the, so Scotty Scheffler is having essentially a historic season in terms of strokes uh, gained off the tee. And he's also no slouch with the irons. Now he's not a great putter, but it doesn't matter because he's so good at everything else that uh, if you go back and look at his, how he's done this year it's pretty freaking impressive this guy is is having a ridiculous year um it maybe it maybe doesn't feel like he's having a historic year because it's not like he's won you know the way tiger did back in the day right. he's won every major you know what I mean like that's not happening but he but he's been right there in every major um he's been right there in every major and so so this this is this is a prop at minus 140 that is going to hit I'm making this pick. I I actually went with what I would call chalky picks this week. I just want my picks to hit. I am not worried about the
0: juice this week. Down with that, brother.
1: In fact, in general, going forward, I'm going to try not to. to, I'm not going to press on the juice pedal.
0: Then much. football season will come. We'll do a six round robin touchdown. Parlay. We will, so, yeah.
1: but my lock will still be something that's minus because I want you guys to make some money. So I I, I do want my picks to hit, and I think that at minus one forty, Scotty Shefford to finish in the top ten. It's it's darn near a lock. It really is. How about he's, it? He's he's just very close to being a lock to finish the top ten. I almost took him at the top five at plus one fifty. To be honest, for this pick uh but i i want to make sure my picks hit and so i'll 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 say uh minus 140 yeah it's annoying it's annoying okay it's annoying i'm sorry it's minus it's not annoying man relax detroit's not on the call you're fine don't you want to make money this is like this is how you make money better make
0: money yeah you bet bet on things that are going to
1: happen this is going to happen
0: you know what's Five, funny? Seven, if you were to make a bet, say you made like a ten dollar bet at, at this, and you get back, you know, let's look, what would you get back? So what are you, seven bucks. Or if you or made yeah,
1: bucks, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, like, when you see ten dollars in in your account and you hit it, and then you see that seventeen fourteen in your account, you're like, fuck yeah! And then you go ahead yeah. and you use that ten, and if you lose that, you're only down to seven fourteen. Like, you right. just got to be smart with your money. It's a good thing. Winning money is winning money. That's it. Um, you're right. You so I dig right. it. I dig it. Joe, have you had anything for the prop skis? Uh, yeah, I, I had a fun prop. All right. Handle a little fun prop Zony? DK or FanDuel, my friend? DK. All right. We're in the right spot. Let's see what the OB comes up with. How's I don't your know dog, much Joe? about golf either.
2: We should say, for the record, I've, I've played with them, I'm so here I can vow. I just want to hang out with you two. You oh, so, uh, sorry, but, Joe, sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah. Um, everyone, you can actually add there's a boost that can be added. If you take this on DK, they have a little promo and I'm not sure if it's in every state or not. I couldn't say, but they had a little promo where I can add a hundred percent to this. Oh, so, all
0: right. Giddy up. Um, about that? I, I did that.
2: Always look at your promos. Giddy Sorry, up. Joe. Uh, all good. So, um, I was browsing through, uh, the open stuff and I liked, um, the idea for like just an absolute stupid shit ton of juice to be like, hey, there's this old guy who really blew everyone's mind last year by the name of Phil Mickelson.
1: Like it, it and I it, was
2: man. like, I wonder what if he could pull something off uh, in this tournament oh, and, then, you know, in the oh, top 20 range and the top 10 range, something like that. Uh, and the numbers are so high and it's so much fun. <laughs> but I was like, I don't really know if he can do that. but then on dk i found a fun little prop and it was the best score among the seniors Ooh. in the open so uh go there. to tournament props right. Keep going to the right and you'll find top the senior. seniors plus
1: 350
2: oh. so to be the top senior in the tournament it's fun i i put five bucks on it just saying sure
0: Look at that right there. little five buck piece. Make a little 22 coming home. 22 50. If Phil is the best senior, I, I you
2: know, I, I don't think it's that much of a stretch for three for uh plus three fifty. I mean, dude just
0: won a major two years ago. <laughs> exactly. You know I what mean? I mean so, two
2: years ago. I thought it was last
0: year, man. Time is flying by. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. He won the uh, PGA, but, uh, Incredible. Yeah, plus 350. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, while well, based on just speaking about Phil Mickelson as the top senior, which is weird to talk about in general, but I right. thought he would be the highest. You know, he would have the least amount of juice. Pod drinks over there, plus 140. Uh-uh. I'm staying away from that cat. Phil Mickelson at almost four to one for your buck cheese. Well, let's go. Dude, do you like it? Do you I like do like it. it. I actually think I might have to do a little sprinkle on Damn, that are you tailing that, John? Y'all yeah, go tail that dog. Woody, are you excited as I am or what? You know what I'm excited about? First of all, a little Marg. I'm not going to lie about that. And now I'm excited also about uh, my little propski. And where where, where am I going to find this one uh, for the most juice? I believe it was Fandle. Let me double check that. Uh, Everybody hold. No, it's DK. Okay. So there's a couple of things I'm looking about on this course. I told you about the bunkers. Um, A good amount of the greens are like, elongated vertically like normally you had no green that's kind of you got that left right appeal to it you kind of just are trying to hit it on the green it's left the right you're not this is, these greens are like take that and turn them so that they're like straight ahead a lot of them it's very strange so you need some hey man can you sorry uh can you just can you pause for a second before
2: you get uh <laughs> too deep into it <laughs> too deep. and uh where is it uh you want to highlight something else didymus can you all explain a prop bet a little for us dummies. Uh this totally. is what the dungeon's all about, you know, for Absolutely. sure. So like, before you make your pick, go ahead and uh, explain Let's what you're it. talking
0: about. All right. So a prop is basically anything that's not what would someone would call a straight bet. Uh technically these might not be down the angle of a prop bet because they kind of are straight bets. Props are basically built around when you have a matchup of sorts, two teams going against each other. There will be what they call a spread. Which is one team, if they cover a spread, they will be the victor. If the other team is getting a little bit of help, if they do if they lose by more than that, they lose kind of deal. Those are just straight bets. You're taking a team to win by six and a half points. If they if they cover that six and a half, win by seven more, they win. Like those are spread bets. Those are the normal bets that most gamblers make, uh, especially entry-level gamblers, people who haven't bet. The the spread betting is where most people make their money. Prop bets are a little bit more fun. They're more individual-based. There can be some team-based props out there, but a lot of them is individual-based, especially, say, let's take a, a, a sport like football. A prop bet could be whether a guy rushes for over or under, you know, 67 and a half yards in a game. That's a prop bet. Um, if they, Where well, I does guess-
2: prop come from? Like, I've always thought that maybe it was like, uh, you're you're proposing that this one thing will happen. No? it's
1: it's it's short for propositional so it's a propositional propositional statement is um look it up and
2: i'm proposing that this is going to happen and it's not it doesn't have to do with the winner or loser it has doesn't have to do
1: with the winner or loser it's a discrete uh specific proposition will come true this player will hit a home run this player will have over 99 yards, et cetera. Yeah, the it's winner a...
0: or loser of the game is irrelevant compared Th- that's, to... That is it, Joe. You just nailed it. Basically, a prop bet is has nothing to do with what actually is the final outcome. Nothing. Of the game. That's, of the game. Yeah, of the teams of
2: the or the individuals that are competing right. against each other. Exactly. It, it's a bet that yeah
0: doesn't factor in the right. actual score... Right. Of the game, uh, but will a team call more than three timeouts? Has nothing to do with the actual will they win or lose. You know, it's uh, will will player catch two more two or more so touchdowns? Think, Honestly, think of they're so fun. Honestly, debate.
1: Think of policy debate. Proposed, uh, 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 climate change. Aaron Rodgers the Earth and the New by York next year, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, true or false? This guy argues for it. That guy argues against it. Proposed on DraftKings. Aaron Rodgers will throw three touchdowns in Week One. Either what don't happens, you fucking understand? And the, what's cool about a prop bet is it's binary. It happens, right. or the thing you bet on did not happen. You don't get paid. That's it.
0: It's. it's Didimus puts out puts out an example. Will would Mark Sanchez get sacked twice in the game? Absolutely, and probably if you took that, you won a lot of times. But yes, that's correct. <laughs> I
1: won almost so, every yeah. single time.
0: Yeah. Will
1: we'll,
2: Will Kirk we'll, Cousins throw more than one interception on Monday Night Football?
0: Well, we we not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, you know, will Bryce Harper have uh an RBI? Will will Aaron Judge have over one point and a half hits? Yes, so things that could happen in the game, which makes it super interesting. We introduced the prop uh prop of the morning to you on the original John because we did a Sunday morning show leading into every uh nfl sunday week which is great so technically unfortunately if we want to go by what prop means these are not necessarily props because these have but these are individual based i don't know if you could take the these aren't they spread are, based. they are props i mean
2: they, they come up under in at least in dk right. Well, this one that tournament i did props, comes so. up it uh, comes up under tournament props because whoever is the best senior doesn't
0: get anything right they, don't, they might not win the right. they can all miss the cut and the one guy just right missed exactly it, the it has least. nothing
2: to do with the actual <laughs> rankings of the 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 purse of the tournament but it is a fun thing for people to just bet on like which of the right. old guys is going to be the best of the old guys that aren't going to be you know
0: and honestly if you're doing top 10 props yeah that's a freaking prop because it's not saying he's winning you know but, i
1: propose um, that scotty scheffler will finish in the top 10
0: yeah, and let me go forth and propose that Justin Rose finishes in the top twenty. That's what Ooh, I'm going to do. Uh, okay, an Englishman uh, right here plus two hundred. You're going to get two to one to your odds there. Englishman, Englishman. Uh not trust uh, the English. Grew up playing these types of courses ad nauseum. You know, um, I'm basically narrowing it down to three things for this tournament after doing some research and looking into it, and it's. It's accuracy off the tee, which he's 31st in driving accuracy. It's green accuracy or strokes gained, and I can talk about that in a little bit, um, which he's kind of like middle of the pack. But what did I say was my biggest thing? The thing that I jumped at immediately while looking at this course, doing looking at some flyovers, YouTube videos, some uh, people that are on the course dropping balls in, in the bunker saying, look at the hell. What the hell's going on here? I said the number one stat that I went and looked on uh, PGATour.com was sand saves, which means how, basically your proficiency in keeping your hole on par if you hit it into a bunker. The number one player is Justin Rose. And a lot of times, because there's so many golfers, you're talking hundreds that you actually kind of have to scroll down sometimes to find Mm -hmm. some people you know. might be like Mackenzie Hughes, the best putter on, like no one knows who the fuck he is. But to have this kind of guy who's having a resurgence, a great year, 42 years old. Like I mentioned, he's played here his whole life, uh, having a terrific year. Number one, sand saves. Uh, he's got some steam going in. I, I didn't think it would be two to one. I thought maybe plus 140 or something like that. You're getting two to one for Justin Rose to finish top 20 uh, at the open. And I'm I'm digging on that. That's where I'm at for my El Propa cheese mouth. All right? But then.
2: Uh, I'm going to do another one.
0: <clears throat> okay. Um
2: if that's all right with you uh because all right so oh good for you you know what let's just let's just let's just move on because well, that, i'll do the next part because you're man, gonna you're amateur you're gonna do like a juice right
0: we're we're, we're walking right into it joseph it's time right now let's so then i'll right reverse do this other prop so go ahead word well now we're going to get real juicy. Maybe even. Sorry, I, this, this wouldn't. Apologies. It's all good. It might not even be. This maybe isn't a prop because maybe it's really juicy. You might be just picking somebody out. Right. But it is time for like it. A juice. You like it. The juice. Eh? Let's go. We'll keep it at Royal. Liverpool said it easily and fluently that time. And that makes me like my pick even more. But first, David, Woody, what do we think? Let's get juicy. Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
2: my pick, too. All yeah.
1: right. Yeah, I think Rory at plus eight hundred is a great pick. Yeah, I, uh, I, mean, I can you can actually add three hundred. There's a little boost on DKs. So you can add three hundred to anybody you want to. I added mine to Rory. I love it. I um, you know he's he's on a long drought here. He's come in uh, second, third, fourth, uh, many many times at majors over the last. I don't know when's, when's last time he won a major five years ago or something. Yeah, Overwatch. but he's like he's always years, in it.
2: He's always right he's there. He's always
1: right there. And, this, and this he might, might not win good, it, but at
2: plus eight hundred,
1: at plus eight hundred, I love it. Um, and he's on one of the hottest streaks of his career. Mm-hmm. If you if you look look at the egghead numbers, his uh, he is striking the ball very very well. At this point, he and Scotty are both, frankly, excellent picks. Incredible. in this tournament because they are both hitting the ball so long. And so straight, I don't give a fuck what the course conditions are. I don't care if there's weather. I don't care if there's wind. Give me the dudes who can hit the ball really, really far and really straight. If they could do both, Hmm. I'm sorry. Like you got a huge advantage here over everybody. Um, And, and Rory, unlike Scotty has been putting really well too. So, you know, I think to win it all at, at plus 800, um, that's some juice that I really enjoy. You don't have to put a ton of money on it. It's plus 800. Just do that. Take your little plus 300 bonus. Now you got 11 to one odds and, and put a little bit of money. And, and you know, if he wins, you'll be very happy.
2: You know I'm Who sure else about. likes that? Besides me,
0: me my guess. dad, how about that? Rory for me as well. Shocker. That's His my favorite dad. golfer. I'm a Rory fan as well. What's up, big guy. <laughs> uh,
1: he's very good, man. He's, he's very, very good. So
2: I've, I've, bet everyone but rory for about a year uh just uh because i'm like ah golf is like you take the favorite and they never win and um he's always in there he's always i'm always like watching like son of a bitch why didn't i bet him and yeah he hasn't hit but yeah i was gonna say in in there
0: doesn't count you know doesn't count winning so but that's why the discrepancy is so no, I huge. know,
2: I know. But that's why it's plus 800. So, right. All right. So here's the thing. Plus
0: 190 for top five. You can look at that and be like, yeah. And then no, there, it, it takes a very strong minded individual to say, wow, plus 190, almost two to one for top five. That's a great one. Oh, wait, plus 800 is four times that I'm going to just take that. Yeah. and then he so, yeah, I mean,
1: and honestly like if you take him at the plus one ninety for top five and he finishes sixth you're just gonna feel like a jackass whereas if I take him to win and he doesn't win mm. no matter where he finishes i'll be like all right you know I took him a shot you know what i mean they like are who we thought they were like i i feel like part of sports betting is like there is an element of it where it's like you gotta get out of the uh purely math expected value of my Bets, and you have to like think about the human element. This guy, if there's any tournament he would want to break the drought, <sighs> uh, this would be it. Oh my god! Don't, what don't do what do you, you do? You
2: think he wants to win every tournament? You sound like Hagen. Like you, you started on this show being the math guy, and now he's converted you to thinking about
1: human beings.
0: This oh, is don't amazing. listen to O'Brien.
1: I just says bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't listen to him. I'm telling you, the woodman's coming around, baby. I think,
1: I think both things are true, right? I think the math yeah. says what it says about the expected value. And yet, in the end of the day, when we're talking about sports, these are still human beings playing yes, sports.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, so your pick was Rory. Was that going to be your other pick, as you mentioned? Yeah, over? that was
2: my of like, a juice pick was Rory uh, as the winner. I couldn't believe it was only plus eight hundred, and I. Uh, but then that brought me back. So okay. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to spoil that. That brought me back to my other prop, uh, which I just thought was awesome. Um, outside of the seniors, this one is is you know is is for the winners, and there's a prop uh under under tournament specials uh on dk that's just you know how about rory wins it how about scotty wins it how about neither of them wins it and shockingly rom does it's the big guns against the field at plus 225 Mm. if rory scotty or rom win it you get plus 225 so I put
0: a couple bucks on that. That's not bad. Yeah, I I actually like John Rom this week a little bit, but um, not enough to tickle my fancy totally here. Because... But I mean,
2: but I mean, the way you're talking about Scotty, you guys are both, and oh no, know, I, and but... I
0: picked Roy to f- flat out
2: win. So I was like, yeah, this, this seems like a decent prop. I'll it tell you what, I,
0: I... I remember Marion, a U.S. Open, a Marion local golf course here. I got your parents watching golf, Joe, and man, it's it's just uh, exploded since then. And your dad is so smart now with golf, and he makes a great point here. Rory's putting has been better each week; he has been, yeah, been improving big time. Yeah, that's a great point, big guy. But uh, I, you know, after look, we started this uh, podcast a few years ago just basically because I totally am a degenerate. Okay, I like <laughs> the juice, and I, I want more juice. I want as much juice you as want I the can. Juice? Get. Oh and I want gosh, it for geez. good reasoning. What are you, you doing? You just can't. Well, that's, I'm not going. He, totally he just up. said
2: he wants it for good reasoning.
0: Yeah. Yes, and I believe. Should we be listening to this man at this point? I believe it's good reasoning. I hope so. But I'm going to take a winner straight. I'm going to take an outright winner. I'm not going totally nuts. Like this is legitimately the guy that I'm going to put, you know, a good chunk of change on. I believe I have a quarter unit on this cat to win. The Open as they call it, let me just scroll down here because it's not quite here. Nope, we got to go down a little bit more. Uh, I like my Englishman for the open. Give me Tommy Fleetwood. At yeah, I, I looked at him. What 3, did I look at him for? Now, I want to tell you a little bit about you know, me, uh, Woodman and Joe as well. If you know me, you know, I'm not the biggest relier on trends when it comes to golf bets. Uh, I don't like this whole hey saying like. Eight out of the last 12 winners of a certain tournament finished top 10 the week before or something. I'd be like, yeah, eight out of 12. Like, that doesn't do dick for me. Or 10 out of the last 12. Like, no. I, I want 100% odds on trends for golf. That's what I want. Uh, and here's one I'll throw out there. All 10 past winners of the Open have had at least one top 15 finish in one of their previous three starts. All that means to me is someone that is on like getting better leading into the open Tommy Fleetwood has finished top uh, six or higher in three of his last four tournaments okay the guy's feeling himself now he goes back home home country in a place that he knows he knows how to play these courses uh he has a couple DP World Tour wins over there he finished tied for fourth in last year's open at St. Andrews like let's not forget that um and he's 11th in sand save percentage so like he, it was it was Justin Rose, Sung J.M. at six, who I also put a little there on, and Tommy Fleetwood at 11, who were the only three, like, named guys. And then you, if you wanted to look for some big names, like, you had to go, man. And I'm telling you, you could really see some of these big-time names falter if they get into one of these pop bunkers. But um, let me show you something. Let me share. I'm going to stop this screen real quick because I'm going to show you something. Do I still have that up? I do. This is something that I, I looked at earlier, and I really, really thought, Okay. Fleetwood's on point. Let me go to his PGA tour page here. Tommy Fleetwood PGA stats. Now, for those unaware, strokes gained. Okay, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the introduction of analytics to golf. This is it, is it is. You know, strokes gain is like the most important stat right now in golf, and it basically just means that you are maximizing your, you are maximizing your ability each to, shot, each, each shot, sh- you are getting the most hole. out
1: of it that you could.
0: Exactly. So this is. In general, typically these little pie graphs here, not even a pie graph. What is this, Ven? What the hell is this kind of diagram? Anyway, um, they'll be really low in some areas. This dude has almost the whole circle covered. If you look, strokes, gains, put- and putting 30th, around the green, 7th, approach to the green, 26th, off the tee, 38th, and total strokes gained 7th. Now, that might like when you hear 38 and 26, you might be like, that's not that. Yeah, it is. That's a big fucking deal for for what you're looking at uh, almost 200 players a tour, or 150 players a tournament but uh, according to this is anybody that's played on the PGA Tour this year so you're talking about over like 300 uh th- this is com, Roland this is the official site sorry Roland just said what's this site um so yeah you can find a lot of stats on here Tommy Fleetwood is having arguably the best year of his career and why not at 30 to 1 like I'm digging him big time. It'll be fun uh, to see if he can run out a uh, major win in his home country. I think that would be badass. I didn't like the juice.
2: You thought it was too
0: too low. Yeah.
2: So when I when I said I looked at Tommy Fleetwood, I did, and at plus two sixty, I was like, not quite. You mean plus twenty
0: six hundred? Yeah. That's why no, I got to go to. No, Fable. no,
2: that- uh, Sorry, sorry. I, yeah. I wasn't going to pick him to win a plus three thousand. It was, it was. Oh, top plus two sixty for top ten. Gotcha. And I was like, that's just not enough for top ten uh, for me. So I, I it's I, not when you're I, taking I,
1: a longer shot like him. You're better off just going for the whole hog. Yeah, three dollars well, to win. Look 90 at that bucks. difference. Plus two sixty to three thousand. Massive difference. How do they it's like? A- I agree with you. It's not worth it. All. It doesn't so it make any mathematical sense that the they think 10?
2: he would ever be top 10 at plus 260 if they think he's going to win at plus
0: 3,000. I, yeah, I just yeah, no, I'm you off
1: know that for sure. Can I, I uh,
2: Can I jump Re- uh, can real I- quick? Yeah, but yeah. real
0: quick, I'm going to show you something because it's funny. Roland says, Yo, Hollywood, pull up Cam Smith. I want to see the graph for a comparison. And yeah, he would <laughs> look what PGATour.com has. They're not giving you anything because he's a live player now. Oh, PGA, get your shit together. Oh, Let me know. Won't. They're not even giving it it to you. How about that? Oh, man. Those snake bitten little totes. But uh, all right, OB, let's hear one more. What do you got? Um,
2: This uh, I wasn't going to mention because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing (laughs) that I bet my money on this. However, you just said something, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. I'm embarrassed. I should be embarrassed because you're talking about the the Open Championship here you're talking about a very specific kind of golf course it does not fit the other kind of golf courses that these uh people are used to play especially these filthy stupid
0: Americans seriously go back to Russia
2: go back to Russia <laughs> anyway <laughs> um I just wanted to toss out there you talked about you know previous tournaments you know doing well coming into to to this championship this is actually a bet that I made pre-show uh adam shank oh yeah,
0: yeah adam shank tall, uh in his last, last two
2: has finished seventh and fourth in his last two now not against strong fields etc not a major but seventh and fourth and i got him in the top 20
0: for plus 500 yeah it's mm,
2: 250
0: to one uh, to win it he's uh 35 to one top five 14 to one top 10 and you said what for top plus
2: 500 for top 20 is so what I've won this, this is before the show this is before the show yeah. I was just like uh you know I had I watched him during the uh John Deere John and I was like top 20 for plus 500 five to one you know I'll I'll, I'll try it out we'll see obviously it's a it's a much different uh uh course or whatever and i wasn't even going to mention it tonight except when you talked about that trend of like you're holding on he's he's hit incredible in his last two 20s yeah i mean i bet him
1: would be
0: nuts right now Leading that
1: matters if you talk to anybody who bets on golf seriously like who bets serious money on golf uh, professional bettors or or like the andy Lacks of the world and all his Mm. pals, they they will all say like they put a ton of weight into how has this person done at the last couple tournaments before this? It matters a lot. The, the you know, similar to tennis golf is a lot of it is in your head. It's, it's in you. The zone. It's yeah, you against you. Oh, for sure. And if you are in the zone and you're hitting the ball well, and you're just crushing the ball and not thinking, can you we, have... you got a shot to win.
2: Can we bring it all back around real quick to the, to the start of the show where we talked about tennis. And uh, I wanted to mention it there, but I think this is the perfect way to sort of wrap up this show, which is the uh, have either of you watched the um, Netflix uh, documentary series? um, uh, Oh, my God. Uh, Oh,
0: my God. I'm blanking on the series. Is it tennis based?
2: Not unbroken. What's it called? Uh, Untold. The Hmm. untold sports doc series. And there's one called Breaking Point untold breaking point it's on netflix i highly recommend you check it out it is a tennis one hour ish uh hour and 20 minute like a feature-length doc about marty fish who was an american tennis player who bowed out in like 2010 uh of the u.s open and it's all about the psychology of like how hard it got to play tennis at that level mentally uh it's a fascinating documentary and that i highly awesome. recommend yeah. you check it out
0: roland puts it great too here golf and tennis games of unforced errors absolutely yeah. and my yeah. boy beefy comes in i mean this is for us amateurs no, 85 percent luck and five percent mental yeah i mean that's the way we roll with a beef and i Just had a round with him a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it might be about ninety nine percent. That great
1: yogi or the the great yogi quote, right? Uh, uh, Hitting, hitting is ninety percent mental. The other half is physical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could do a whole show based on yogi barra quotes. We could break it down. We shall Um, do it. We shall. we shall. We shall. We shall. I'll tell you what, we're going to be doing many shows every Wednesday night here live on Twitch. Uh, we have some ideas, by the way. Guys, once again, when August hits, like, I hope everybody is ready for some pigskin talk because we are foaming. <laughs> at the mouth uh we yeah, have
1: hollywood yeah. has me like wound up like a like a like a little toy that's been wound up and just ready to release me he, he, on, he, he. in uh, august he's got every single week in august I'm i have like a reason
0: up. just to talk football every week and, and i'll give everybody a heads up um as we go we're gonna have some guests coming on the shows in the next few weeks it's gonna be really really fun so stay tuned um for that some surprise guests some scheduled guests. We'll, you guys will see. Uh the one thing I did have, I did have an opening and, and and chat, I just want to throw this out there for an idea for a show in like early-ish August, because yeah. we're not like we're kind of really pulling at the NFL a little too hard. And I was thinking what we just did earlier is perfect. Uh what diddy must asking the questions and everything. I was thinking about having kind of like, you know, on Reddit they have the AMA. Maybe we could do an AUA and ask us anything. You know, whoever's on the show that night and maybe Pump it up for for the week heading. You could tweet us your questions, or just come in and chat live, and we could just kind of have a discussion. Have a little, what are we drinking, and talk. Maybe talk bets. Doesn't even have to be bets. You want to get to know me better? You want to get to know the woodman better? Ask be us anything. Brian I think...
1: knows a lot about
0: uh home improvement.
1: I'm a financial advisor. Like, ask me about your investments. you know, I...
0: <laughs>
2: That's What true. do I know
0: about home? I improvement? do that a lot.
2: I lean on the woodman a lot for that.
0: You're very handy, <laughs> I think. Well, I appreciate are, that. I mean, I can not? mow my lawn and uh typically i'm good on two wipes but other than that i'm not really sure uh what else i'm good at, the, at in the house but nevertheless, well, compared to me i guess you know yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hey uh, look beef says an ass ask silly shit yes please do yes, that'd no, be great exactly, uh you. but you know it yes, would just yeah. be fun because i that would be the show right before we really start with team win special, NFL prop special, the future special. And then, oh my god, it's NFL Sunday morning all of a sudden. So it would be like a nice little chill, hang out with all of our uh, all our peeps here and just kind of shoot the shit. It would be great to kind of take a load off right before we get real serious heading into the NFL season. But that'll wrap it up for us, ladies and gentlemen. The Woodman David Woody. So good to see you yet again. Well, anything on the way out the doubt. Del-
1: just Thanks for everything, folks. We love you guys. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Appreciate you guys.
0: And OB, on the way out, uh, I know you're super pumped for this weekend. Can you give the niche just a little bit of an idea what to expect from content-wise from you guys here? Oh, at man, Comic-Con?
2: so excited. Yeah, first ever show at Comic-Con is happening mm. in two nights. Uh, so flying out there tomorrow, show Friday night, uh, debuting the Marvel Multiverse RPG. I've got my character that I created, Peripheral. Oh. Get ready uh it's gonna be gonna Isn't be i mean involved in the this? characters sound amazing the team the superhero team sounds amazing i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a really great show so uh we should we should get a recording of that so hopefully you guys all hear it but uh the last thing i want to say is dad go to bed <laughs>
0: you're sitting in bed with your he is right in now. bed yeah it's not that he's not in bed
2: yeah and, he, and what he's saying in his head is like i'm not gonna sleep anyway Right. And I, I might put down the
0: phone and go to sleep. He just, you he just, he sleep. just woke your mom up twice. Go, Rory, for no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> love you, big guy, and love you, nation. Everybody that listened to the show, of course, as you know, uh, please let everybody know about the show. Give it a little word and drop a little rating. We'd appreciate tell your mother, it. Tell your father, send a telegram. As always, that's the Thank obey joining us. Joe O'Brien. So happy for him to jump on board. And, that was so fun, uh, guys. So so great having you here, and for the Woodman David Woody, I'm your boy Hollywood. Saying so we'll catch you guys next week, right here Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Lounge. Peace out. Have a great week. Yo, let's win some dough at the Open. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com/slash Glass Cannon.